Welcome back. Joining me now for a look at your market's action is Craig Pfeiffer from Assessment Wealth. Thank you so much for uh, your time. Um, Craig, let's just start with the Fed. What bird are you attaching to the Fed right now after the 25 basis point hike and also the commentary that came afterwards? Well, the 25 basis point hike we got um, uh, last night followed uh, two hikes in the last quarter. One was 75, then it was 50, and now we've got to 25. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, part of the market's... <coughs> um, exuberance uh, or excitement is that uh, you know the the pace of increase is slowing so we must be getting closer to to the end mm -hmm. um, you know the federal reserve has said that their peak target rate if you look at the little dot plot mm -hmm. their summary of the economic projections is probably somewhere around five and a quarter for the for the fed funds rate the, um, after last night we got up to 475 so even if we have another one or two you know we, we're close to the end Okay. Um, and I think the um, uh, Mr. Powell did still talk a tough, take a tough stance, um, but he did kind of open the door and say, you know, we'll see if things if things are starting to work. We still have to see the impact of all of these uh, rate hikes. Uh, not scared to put it up too far. Yeah. Um, he said we've got tools to sort it out afterwards. Yeah. But uh, I think overall uh, the market is definitely sending a message that they think we. You know, we're going to see rate cuts later this year. Yeah. We saw bond deals come down. We uh -huh. saw the dollar weaken. The market was up 1% on the equity side. So I think that tells you what the market thinks of yeah. where we're going. What did you get? Uh, what message did you get from the Bank of England and the European Central Bank opting to go for higher interest rate hikes than the Fed? But uh, quite interestingly, uh, you had the uh, Bank of England, actually, the economic forecasts coming out less gloomy than uh, the last forecast from last year? Yeah, I, I think um, firstly, both put up by 50 basis points, well telegraphed to the market, so no surprises yeah. there at all. Uh, the ECB also saying, come next month, we're going to do another 50 basis points, so prepare yourselves. Mm. Um, they've been just a little bit behind the curve. They were later to start putting up rates. Um, and um, their inflation was probably also lagging the peak in the UK and, um, and, and the rest of, of Europe. Uh, if we go back and look at the inflation numbers, the US peaked um, around 9.1 in July. Mm -hmm. Our own numbers peaked in August, and I think theirs have only peaked in the last month or two. Uh, um, okay. So they're a little behind the curve. They've still got somewhere to go, and they're still talking a tough story. Um, we also got the IMF forecasts in the yeah. World Economic Outlook um, uh, just at the end of January. And uh, the UK is still one of those European countries or of many countries that actually they've got a negative growth outlook for this year, mm. but very modestly. Yeah. But the big pictures we've all swung from, is this going to be a deep recession? How long? Uh, the numbers are all fairly positive, but lower, yeah. clearly lower, but picking up into 2024. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not the train smash from this vantage point that we that some may have been thinking about even six months ago. Okay. Well, let's get into some of the company news that came out of the JSC. Uh, let's start off with the Anglo stable. So um, Anglo-American uh, comes out and says that production has increased about 10%. Uh, quite good numbers there. But when you look at production for PGMs, um, uh, uh, kind of a negative story over there with decreased production. Of course, we saw that coming through uh, Anglo-American Platinum. Uh, we also mm. did have a Kumba Iron Ore saying they had a tepid increase in production. Um, talking about transnet issues. What did you make of those numbers coming out of that Anglo stable? 
Yeah, I think at the headline it looks good when they yeah. say production up 10%. Yes. That's not a bad number at all. Um, delving deeper, um, as you mentioned, um, Kiyoveco or however the yeah, yeah. you want to pronounce <laughs> it, uh, they, they, they added that copper production was coming online. Yes. Um, so there was you know, production capacity that wasn't there before. Um, so copper was up in the quarter yeah. uh, 52% year on year. Yeah. So that was a massive contributor to making the overall numbers mm -hmm. look good. But you highlighted things like the diamonds are up 6%. Uh, iron ore up four percent, so that's a lot more yeah. um, subdued. And then PGMs were negative. Um, and uh, uh, the the miners, when I looked last, the yeah. platinum miners were were up, and Anglo Platts was was doing quite well. I was and surprised. That, that may well just be because of the pickup okay. in prices oh, yeah. uh, on on the day, because <laughs> it was a kind of across the sector. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So kind of a mixed bag. You yeah. have to look deep into the numbers rather than just the the ten percent yeah. on the top line. So it's quite interesting. Whenever um, these uh, commodity uh, counters come out with numbers, and you look at the share price, and it just it's a different story to what an update is saying. We must always just remember the underlying commodity and what it's doing. Uh, let's take a look at uh, Logistics Group. Supergroup. Um, it said that it expects uh, headline earnings per share to surge by as much as 35% in the interim period, revenue to climb by as much as 40%. It looks like it's firing on all cylinders, hey? Yeah, it looks, uh, it looks to be doing very well. Mm. Um, supply chains uh, and what's happening to supply chains is a big story at the moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're looking, you know, just looking locally at uh, the NAMS, the new vehicle numbers coming out that came out yesterday. They were warning about load shedding impacting uh. component manufacture and manufacturing of you know the vehicles at the end. Um, so that whole load shedding story is still impacting um, the supply chain to some degree, yeah. um, and and potentially even to a greater degree going forward. But they seem to have got um, you know gotten around things. Yeah. Globally, um, where, where there isn't the kind of load shedding that we have, it, mm. it looks like supply chains are actually starting to yes. to improve. Uh, and things are looking a bit better on that front. And uh, yeah, good for Supergroup as well. Yeah. Something that's not good is input costs. And of course, we talk about the impact of load shedding. And we've seen that coming through to RCL Foods, saying that their headline e earnings per share are expected to decline by as much as 26.8%. And it's all about costs. What do you make uh, of RCL Foods in this kind of environment? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think if you look at the overall inflation numbers, and that tells you a bit of a story, we are getting disinflation. So our inflation is coming lower. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I think we just dipped below 7%. But a lot of that has to do with lower fuel prices. Mm -hmm. Food prices are still a bit sticky um, w within that. Um, so there's still those inflationary pressures in the, you know, the food producer space, uh, which are, you know, potentially tougher to... Yeah. Um, to pass on to, to consumers in an environment which the Reserve Bank says is going to grow maybe 0.3% uh, this exactly. year, 07 next year, and 1% maybe the year thereafter. So, I mean, this is a, a, a tough, uh, very little growth kind of environment. Yeah. Uh, and with this inflation, you know, if, if you put prices up too high, then people will just stop exactly. buying uh, or just can't afford it. Never yeah. mind wanting to and it really is the achilles heel of our economy because for example you talk about how we have disinflation and because fuel prices are going down but then at the same time you wonder what the impact of load shedding will have in the future on that inflationary picture because you have companies such as uh, astral foods 
saying that the costs are too much. So at some point, they will have to pass on those costs to consumers. So it's going to be quite interesting to look at that inflation picture and how it actually does affect yeah. consumers. And it could impact that supply chain yeah. even more. Yeah. And then there's uh, goods that can't be produced. Yeah. Lower supply. Yeah. And then, you know, if demand, demand might drop a little bit, yeah. it, it might not drop as much as the supply. Yeah. And that's just inflationary. All right. Well, let's quickly get to your stock pick today uh, for today, Craig. A uh, company um, that we like in our um, global equity um, portfolios is IDEX Laboratories. Um, it's really uh, a pet care livestock type company. Uh, they produce machines and all fancy goodies that go into to veterinary practices. Um, and with COVID um, and even after COVID, um, people uh, have taken on more pets. We've, we've yeah. got more pets and we've, um, you know, we consider pets to be part of the family. Mm -hmm. So we're very happy. Well, we're not happy, but we will pay for that dog's x-ray or that, yeah. that kitty's little uh, yeah. cyst removal or whatever, yeah. anything to make the yeah. our, our beloved animals happy. And yeah. uh, this is where Ardex Laboratories um, plays in, in that space. It uh. puts a lot of equipment in, in veterinary practices, uh -huh. big part of it. Uh, and then those, those machines use consumables as, as well, which okay. they supply. So there's an element of annuity income coming from them um, uh. as well. Again, just around finding the right price. It has run quite a bit in, in recent times, but um, it's one to watch out for. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for giving us insights Thanks. on what has moved the market today. Craig, that was Craig Pfeiffer from Saspen Wealth.